0: You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor noonanorg Now, let's join in for today's message. being said let's notice psalm 53 let's notice psalm 53 and some of you you are witnesses like me your testimony may be a little bit different but one word from god changed your life and it put you on the right path and ever since then god has just been better in your life if that's your case would you raise your hand if, if you're in here and if one word from god just set you on a path where you just continue to get better look around real quick at folk that got their hand up one word from god just started transforming their life and they're bringing you to where you are right now. You can put your hand down. And how many have a confession, too, that we're not all that we need to be? But how many know you ain't what you used to be? You know you're different. You know you're changed. Look at myself. I know I'm changed. Woo-wee. Look at one more person. Say, I know I'm not all that I need to be this morning. But I know. But I know I'm not what I used to be. And will never be what I used to be. You better give yourself the praise. You better give yourself a hand clap before we deal with this word. How many folk talking about our our return? The devil is a liar. There are some things that I will not return to being. It only gets better from here. But notice Psalm 53 this morning. Notice Psalm 53. We're going to be in the same vein we was in in Bible study. Notice Psalm 53 this morning. I'm only concerned with the first clause of this verse. Psalm 53 and verse number 1. Notice what the Bible says. Now we read this exact same scripture in Psalm 14 and 1. But here the Bible is saying it again in Psalm 53 and 1. Notice what the Bible says. The fool has said in his heart... There is no God. Whoa, the fool has come to a conclusion that there is no God. Notice that the fool has said there is no God in his or her heart. Heart dealing with, again, a person's thoughts, a person's mind or mindset. But it also reveals a person's choices. Or deeds. And so when it comes to the mindset of a fool, in that fool's life, they're going to live as if there is no God. Situations that they battle and things that they go through, they're left to defend themselves. Because there is no higher power that they look to for help or for resources. Because again, the fool has said in his heart, in his mind, in his mindset That there is no God. So when the fool go to make choices and decisions in reference to trouble and life itself, the fool is left to trying to do everything for themselves. Now watch this, because in time past, many of us were fools in that we didn't look to God for help. When we ran into a situation in life, we had to work it out ourselves. We had to figure it out ourselves. And if we were coming out, we were going to have to bring ourselves out. But what's the problem with that? Is that everybody will run into situations, come on somebody, that you can't pull yourself out. Everybody's going to run into a problem where you need a higher source for help. Come on, there are some things we can do. There are some things we can get done. But everybody in here is going to run in something something in life, and many of us already did it, to where you knew this problem, this situation was bigger than you, and you needed help. But since the fool has said in his heart there is no God, then he's going to choose or she is going to choose trying to do everything themselves, and they're going to leave God out of the equation. What happens when when that takes place is that a person is going to end up greatly disappointed because, again, there are things that are bigger than all of us and there are times that we all need help, especially from God. And so when it comes to the fool of the heart of the fool, as saints of the Most High God, we don't want to have a heart like a fool. And so we do not want to play the fool. And so this morning's subject, again, is don't play the fool. Look at somebody and tell them the subject this morning, don't play the fool. Look at one more person. Tell them the subject this morning. Tell them whatever you do, don't play the fool. And let's give God a praise this morning for our subject. Don't play the fool. And this is part two of this message this morning. And it is, again, an important message because somebody's going to find yourself today sitting in the seat of a fool. Don't be offended or don't be mad. Just give me time to, to break the word down and you'll see what I'm, what I'm saying. Because I have been in the seat of a fool in time past. And, and, and that's just a place that a person needs to come out of. That's not a good place to be in. And so, Pastor, what is a fool? Number one, I want us again to receive. That when it comes to a fool, a fool is a person who lacks divine wisdom. A fool is a person who lacks divine wisdom. And so when I talk to you about a fool lacking wisdom, I I don't want you to get it mixed up because there's all types of wisdom that a person can possess. There are folk who possess what we call street wisdom. Now, you can throw them in the street or you can put them in a rough place and they have wisdom of how to handle themselves. They have wisdom of knowing what to do and what not to do. We used to call that street smart. They are street smart. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Of course, some of you don't. You can drop you in a rough place and and, and ain't no telling what's liable to happen to you. you, you you're you going to be taken advantage of and so forth. People are going to be able to tell that that you don't know where you're at and you don't know what you're doing. But again, you put a person in a tough place, they're street smart. They're going to know how to manage. They're going to know how to survive. But I don't want you to think that this is any type of wisdom other than the wisdom that comes from above or from God. And so when a person is sitting in the seat of a fool, it says about him or her again that they lack divine wisdom. And the best wisdom that a person can have that a person can operate in is divine wisdom. Why is that pastor? Because when wisdom is from above or from God, you have to recognize about God that he knows everything. You have to recognize about God that there is no subject that he can't help a person with. Come on, somebody. I said, there's nothing that you could take to God. There's nothing that you could cast upon God that he does not have wisdom to solve. And so no matter how a person may be going through something, if God gives you divine wisdom in reference to your situation and you apply that said wisdom from God, your situation is going to get better. Better. Come on somebody. Because many of us have went through things that we could not handle. We cried out to God for wisdom according to the book of James. If any man lacks wisdom let him ask of God. And how many times have God made us look smarter than what we really were? How many times have you prayed not knowing what you needed to do but you asked God for divine wisdom and he gave you instructions that change your life? There are some of you that working at the place you're working at is because you acknowledge God and you ask God for some favor you ask Him to put you in the right place that you needed to be in and it was God that told you to apply for certain positions. It was God that touched somebody's heart and they called you in reference to a position but nevertheless it was divine wisdom I'm standing where I'm standing now after all that my enemies have tried to do I've always sought God for wisdom of how to defeat people who are smarter than me, who are stronger than me. Oh, come on, somebody, because you're here because of divine wisdom. You better high-five somebody and shout, show he right. Oh, you didn't get to where you got on your own. You better stop acting like you did it and give God the praise and let folk know he made me look good. I said, he's making some of us look good. Right now, in the midst of a pandemic, you have gotten better through all this. Am I preaching right already? Some of us have continued to get better through a pandemic. That has boggled the minds of relatives and coworkers. Some of you have even been asked by people, how are you keeping it together? How are you holding on the way that you are? Smiling every day, happy every day. Certainly it's not because you're not going through anything. It's because of that divine wisdom. Is it life changing? But understand this, when you don't have divine wisdom, you'll take matters into your own hands. Y'all ever heard that saying? That's a saying we used to have. Well, I just got to take matters into my own hands. That's what a fool would do. And see, when you take matters into your own hand and you lack divine wisdom, what's what's bad is about to get worse. Because you're operating without divine wisdom. you doing what you think is best. you doing what you think is right. Come on. I ain't pointing at nobody. you doing what you think will work. So I don't have to point at no individual because all of us probably have been there. So all I got to do is point to the right and it's just about going to get every adult i point in the middle and it's going to hit just about everybody we've been there, am I right? Number two, when it comes to a fool, a fool is someone who is easily deceived, tricked, or swindled. See, whenever you operate in outside of divine wisdom, no matter how smart you think you are, there's somebody that's capable of deceiving you, cunning you, getting over on you. But watch this. It's hard to get over on a person who's operating in divine wisdom. Even when you set traps. I thought y'all already, even when folks set traps, God gonna let you know where the trap is at. Watch this. Now he may pull a Joseph on. He may let your enemies dig a hole, let you fall in it, but he'll make sure there's no water in the hole. Come on. And he'll turn around and bless you when you come out of the hole. But see, understand, when you ain't operating in divine wisdom and you got enemies, And you just trying to outsmart your enemy. Listen to me this morning. There's always somebody smarter than you. And so a fool is someone who is easily, again, deceived, tricked, swindled, or conned. And it ain't hard when you're operating outside of divine wisdom. But when you have divine wisdom, folks will try to set you up. Folks will try to set you up. Folks will say things and won't mean what they say. But then God will let you know, she don't mean it. They're not your friend. Come on. And see, what is he doing? He's preparing you. He's giving you divine wisdom so that you don't fall, so that you don't mess your life up. Are you here this morning? Finally, when we look at a fool, a fool is someone who thinks too highly of themselves. Again, I'm introducing a new definition. A fool is someone who thinks anytime you're sitting in the seat of a fool, you are there sometime because you think too much of yourself. Now, what does the Bible warn us? Uh, not to think more highly of ourselves than we were than we ought to, but to think soberly. See, so you're gonna sit in the seat of a fool when you start thinking too highly of yourself. When you start thinking that you know more than what you really know, you're going to be shown to be a fool. And watch this. In time past, we've been a fool. Because there's some of us we thought too highly. Watch this of our opinion. Woo! Well, Pastor, that's just my opinion, yeah? But when your opinion goes against the Word of God, then you need to drop your opinion. Oh, I didn't get me the amen. I don't care how long you had that opinion and held fast to it. When the word comes forth and the word reveals that your opinion is wrong, then just drop it. Just get away from it. Just say, hey, I got to let this go. And that's what I did over the years to stay in the will of God. There have been times I had to drop my opinion. Because the word revealed that guess what? My opinion is not right concerning this matter. But what does a person do when they think too highly of themselves? Even when their opinion is revealed to be wrong, directly or indirectly, they hold to it. That's a fool. You're a fool when somebody tells you you're wrong. Let me break it down. When somebody tells you you're wrong and you know you're wrong, but yet you continue doing wrong. You ain't, that, that's a fool. Come on, that's a fool. You arguing but you're wrong. You're in the seat of a fool. You just making up stuff. We should call it reaching. You have argued and knew the person had you, knew you're wrong with you. You were trying to reach for something. Ain't nothing to reach for. You are wrong. You need to back down. You need to shut. Tell your neighbor when you're wrong, you just Look at somebody else and tell them, when you're wrong, you just wrong. And tell them, when I'm wrong, I'm just wrong. Listen to me, ain't no need in being a fool and wrong. I'm going to give a person credit when they recognize, look, I'm wrong, and they come in. Hey, hey, this is my fault. I messed up. I blew it. I was wrong. You gotta you gotta have a certain amount of respect for a person who able to come back into a room and admit, hey, look, concerning that right there, I was wrong. Come on, I'm finna move on. Versus a person who ain't speaking to you. Woo! They dodging you. They acting like you the problem. But hey, I don't know why you're not speaking to me because you the one wrong. You ever had an attitude where somebody wasn't speaking to them, acting like you weren't seeing them, and yet you knew you was wrong? You walk up and talk to the other folks. Hey, how you doing? But you see that person? you like, oh, I ain't. We got to learn. You, you better off just going ahead and admitting that you are what? You're wrong. Y'all ready to get into some teaching now the meat of the Scriptures? Because I think what's going to be revealed this morning is that some of us playing the fool. Now, remember what I said earlier when it comes to a saint, a child of God, of the Most High God, children of the Most High God, is that we play the fool, listen to me carefully, when we know better, but we don't do better. See, it's one thing not to know and to do something foolish. Come on, somebody. Even that's going to hurt a little bit, even though you didn't know. Come on. If you didn't know that you can't just run through that door right there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. You, you, just, you just don't know. You see the little push thing. You've never seen one of them, and you think it automatically opens. And so you just take off, and we got it locked with a dead See, just because you didn't know you couldn't do it. Come on now. We teach it. Don't mean it ain't going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Probably put a knot on your head, but, but you're going to learn. And if somebody else gets back to you, you say, hey, you can't do that. You can't, they got they got that law. Because you tried it. But it's one thing to do it one Sunday. And we put a yellow cone over there. And you do it again. See, now now something ain't right because you knew better, but you didn't do better. Are y'all with me? Now, some of us watched it because we're going to get into the teacher. You can't be offended when you have a reputation of knowing better but not doing better and folks question your decision. Come on. You can't get mad. You built a reputation of knowing better but not always doing better. So for a while, people may have to question you. I don't need you getting mad. Getting mad you know, I look. I'm a grown man. I'm tired. Tith- now, no, no, like you grown man, but you have a history. Come on, parents. What my parents said. They, 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 they got grown children. Sometimes you know they grown. They try to remind you when you tell them stuff that they, they grown. Look, I, I'm saying it because. Whoa! Can I get real, real quick? You my child. I know you better than you know yourself, and you got a history of knowing better but not always doing better. And so daddy got to say this to you. Daddy can't be scared of you. Mama got to challenge you. But see, you're a fool when you got a history of not doing better when you know better, and then you get upset with people for questioning your decisions. No, you got to look at your history. Come on. I knew years ago, I just, hey, there was certain stuff Donna questioned me on. She had a right to question me. I didn't know what I was doing. I knew one scripture the man is the head. You don't know that scripture? <laughs> but see, the head didn't know what he was doing. mm Sometimes the head is sick. And see, if the head is sick and you don't get the head right. I'm teaching better than you listen. Then the head affects the body. See, if I'm sick, if I'm messed up, how can we have a healthy church and pastor jacked up? That's why I don't understand why folk choose to go to certain churches. You know the pastor corrupt. You know he messed up. How can the body be healthy? Let's get into it. Look at Proverbs. Some of y'all mad about that, but I'm going to show you that you're a fool. Let me, let me say it again. When your past decisions have not been the best, it's clear you didn't seek God. And then folk question you. Hey, it is what it is. You got to pray more. Right? Proverbs 14. Now I don't know about y'all, but I don't let everybody drive me. I can count on one hand how I many times I've been on an Uber. I don't like everybody driving me. I don't know you like that. Mm-mm. Some of we us, just, we just get in the passenger seat in the back. We don't care. We just like, hey. But I kind of like to know who's driving, know what they're know what they doing. Now, sometimes you'll know what you're doing, and you'll have people in the car, like, and they'll question you anyway. It's raining. They asking you, "Can you see?" <laughs> I see. You, I'm just saying, why your wipers ain't on high? I, Cause I, I, I can see. <laughs> you, you mighty close to that car in front of. I, I got a car link. Y'all ain't never been driving nobody. They are not driving. You want to tell them so bad. There are no brakes on the passenger side. Because they doing like, you, you ain't got no brakes. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Proverb 14. See, that woke some of you up. Proverb 14. Now listen very carefully because we're dealing with a fool. Let's go to Proverb 1 first. Let's go to Proverb 1, then we're coming back to 14. Let's go to Proverb 1 first. Yeah, we got we got a right to write the divide Proverbs Proverb 1, verse number 22. Proverb 1, verse number 22. Just flip back a couple of books. Okay, Proverb 122. How long? I hear pages turning Proverb 122. Keep turning until you get that. Don't stop. Proverb 122. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? See, sometimes we're too simple. We used to call for way back in the day. You're you a simpleton. Because they were showing signs of being foolish. But no, notice this. For scorners delight in their scorning. This is what I want you to see. And fools hate knowledge. Look at that of clause again. And fools hate what? Fools hate what? Knowledge. Now listen, he's talking about divine knowledge. How can a person's life get better and they hate divine knowledge? Financially, how can you improve your situation and you hate knowledge, divine knowledge in reference to money and finances? How? How can your attitude improve on the job and in the home and you hate divine knowledge? See, see, listen what I'm trying to get us to see is that even when you know a change needs to be made in your life that are proved to be beneficial, you can't make that change if you hate divine knowledge. You're stuck. You're stuck where you at because when divine knowledge comes... You hate it. Let me give you a word for hate. You despise it or you look down on it. Well, see, fools hate knowledge. You give a fool divine knowledge and that person will be mad at you instead of being glad that you told them what they needed to hear. Come on, somebody. Now, with that being said, how many in time past have been a fool? How many have hated divine knowledge? You look down on it. Notice Proverbs 14. Notice what's going to happen when you hate divine knowledge. Notice what's going to happen when, when, when a fool hates divine knowledge. Proverbs 14, verse 12. This our scripture right here, refuge. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way. Y'all there? There is a way, a path, that seems right to a man. But its end is the way of what? Its end is the way of what? See, it seems right, but it's going to end in what? Death. Death figuratively is ruin. How do you get on a pathway or a highway that seems right, but isn't right? You get there and it's easy to get there because you hate divine knowledge. When you don't want to do things God's way, then you're left to do it your way. How many of you ever had an ideal that you thought was fail-proof until, watch, hold on, I ain't finished, until you ended up in hell? See, how many you ever had an ideal that you thought was fail-proof until it failed. And then, watch this, and, and then it's like the light come on. Y'all ain't never messed up that bad. But you thought in the end, all I got to do is this, 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 and you, you do this, this, and this. And then when it failed, you're like, how can I be so? You knew that wasn't going to work. What made you think that you could do that and get this result? See, you, you, you was in the seat of a fool. You were going down a path that seemed right. But you got there because you hate divine knowledge. See, that folk come to church, they get exactly what they need from God. But they'll leave church hating the Word, despising the Word, not putting the Word into action. Listen, because anytime time we're going through stuff, it is in the sanctuary not just limited to the sanctuary, but one of the main places God going to speak to his people is in the sanctuary. Come on. That's the main place he's going to feed us with divine knowledge. According to what? Jeremiah 3 and what? 15. He said, I'll give you shepherds, pastors, according to my heart. Watch this. Who will feed you with knowledge and what? Understand. But sometime when that knowledge is coming and you hate it, watch this, you'll think, pastor, don't know what he's talking about. Uh-huh. Y'all know it. I get to preaching on certain stuff you hate divine. Now, listen there, Pastor. Pastor. ain't no doctor. He ain't got no medical degree. He don't know what it take on this job to get promoted. I got, I got a sheet of paper where they tell you the seven steps that you got to go to to get in that position. But Pastor, just think favor is enough. You see what I'm saying? Now, you sitting there going through all your steps. And you on step six and a half. You only have a half a step according to your plan. Then God sent a person in who on step one, they just got favor. And somebody walk in the room and put them on self. Put them ahead of you. Come on. Do y'all know what favor can do? There's a reason we tell folks favor ain't. Favor ain't. Favor ain't. Favor ain't. You sit there all you want with your lip poked out talking about I'm neck. Faith ain't fair. God called me. God chose me. Listen, and it's hard for even God to work with people who hate divine knowledge. When you hate divine knowledge, you'll go around the same circle for years not realizing you done missed the exit I don't know how many times, but but you despise what God tells you to do. You despise the instruction he tells you to do. And sometimes God gives you what I call simple instructions. It ain't complicated. But we'll despise it. We'll look down on it. No, he gave you those instructions to change your life if you stop being a fool if you stop hating divine knowledge go ahead and do what god telling you to do Then you're gonna see your improvement you're gonna see your change come on somebody you're gonna see your better you're gonna see your bigger you're gonna get your promotion you're gonna get your debt cancellation you're gonna get your heart desire your needs are going to be supplied according to his riches and glory and not what you make an hour because i don't want to just have what i'm able to work for I want favor to be in what I have and what I do. Am I preaching to anybody in here? You know, because folks that do it, they'll try to base what you make a year, and they'll try to say, this is what you're able to have. Come on, what's the problem with that, Pastor? Is that you've taken out what people can give you, what people can bless you with that you didn't. Now, I'm big on credit. I'm big on that God can bless you to have good credit. I know God can bless you with something despite bad credit. But one thing I learned years ago, if God can bless me in the midst of having bad credit, he's got enough to bless me to get my credit right. Come on. You ain't always got to settle for being in no four and five hundred. You serve a God that'll put you at eight fifty. See, I just preach right over somebody here who know you got a 500. Why didn't you get up and give God a prayer and say, feed me with knowledge from on high. Show me how to change this. Show me how to better this. My credit score should be at at least 840, 830 now. You think it always been that way? I ask God for wisdom. I didn't want to always be where I was. Come on. Now, don't leave saying I say, God can't bless you with with bad credit. Yes, he can. Because, listen, there are a number of reasons why folk have bad credit. It ain't always because they didn't pay nobody. Sometimes hardships come. Come on, somebody. And some of you just got good credit now. Stop trying to act like you were born with that. Some of you had bills in your name at 10, and your credit was already shot. You went to possess something in your adult age, and they told you you got a light bill on your credit. See, so I'm teaching right. But see, with God's wisdom, he started showing us what to do. I said, Lord, how do we change this? He started giving us stuff to do. Stuff that we couldn't do, he started providing money for us to do it. There was a time a person looked me straight in my eyes, and they told me, your only way out. Is bankruptcy. And listen, I didn't have no problem with bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is legal. I know a lot of folks look down on it, but that's a legal step. (laughs) My only problem in time, parents have been with folks who filed bankruptcy and ain't got nothing. But the person said, your only way out is bankruptcy. And again, I ain't got nothing against bankruptcy. It's legal. I, I just wanted to do it if that's what God told me to do. And their folks in here have did it and God blessed them. Because that was the path he sent them down. But I told the person, I said, God ain't told me to file it. Y'all ain't hearing me. God said, just listen to me. Just do what I tell you to do. And I'll bring you through this. Credit cards so high, I thought we'd never pay them off. God, give me wisdom with these cards. Tired of being somebody's fool. Tired of praying about to come out of debt. Then get a card in the mail. And I'm talking about praise the Lord. No. No, just to transfer one debt to another card. No, no. Give me wisdom. Give me wisdom. Now I stand here today, every one of them, zero balance. And if they have a balance, I just quickly need to pay it off in 30 days or so. Come on, that's where you want to be. Put something on the card. I got 30 days. I pay it right back off. It's jamming my credit out the roof. But see, some of us, you, you keep thinking you're going, you know, you got the answers. But remember what I told you earlier, divine wisdom means that God knows everything. Now see, some of you are already offended because I'm talking about credit card. God knows about credit cards. He knows how to help people with credit cards. He knows how to get you out of credit card debt. Because credit cards, all oh, I'm on something. They can be a great too. When you're out of town, vacation, credit cards can be a great tool. When you know how to use them. Do you know how to work the points? I bought a TV with reward points. Almost an $800 70 inch TV. I bought it with reward points. Sometimes I go out to eat and eat a good steak and I pay for the steak with the reward points. What is he talking about? I ain't got time. Proverb 12. Proverb 12. That, that's some good knowledge for somebody. Because folks, folks will make you think, look, you always going to be here. Don't accept that. Don't accept that. Y'all know my story. When I knew God was bringing us back up, we didn't have not one card. But I knew I told Don. I said, hey, look, hey, we need a card. I said, they, 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 you know, they're great too. I explained it to her. I said, hey, we was in the store. I said, hey, I'm going to walk up here. I said, we're going to see in the restoration. I said, I'm going to apply. I said, let go. She said, I ain't going up there with you. She said, that's going to be, she said, going to turn you down. She said, that's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> I said, no. I said, I'm going. And i never forget. I was up there, I was just applying and everything. I was just like, the woman was like, yeah, you want? I said, yeah. I'm just talking like my credit was excellent. I'm like, yeah. I said, I just sided here. Go ahead and get one here at y'all's store. I mean, I shop here. My wife, she, she liked this store, too. Y'all got some nice stuff in here. And i just be talking to them. They running now. I say, y'all got some nice stuff in here, some good deals today and everything. So once I get approved, I already know what I'm going to do. And I'm looking back at her. She's standing way over there like this right here. <laughs> and the woman came back. She said, sir, she said it real low. She said, you approved. And she gave me the amount. It wasn't much, but I was happy. Don't despise the deal, small beginning. I think it was 300 But I was back in. I was back. I had my foot in the door. Three. We'll give you a $300 credit. Let me And I did a judge like this. Approved. You know what she did, y'all? That same person over there. Proverbs 12. I'm, I'm trying to tell some of you what divine wisdom to do. But see, but let me keep working on this because see, you're in the seat of a fool. You're playing the fool because you're thinking you can do it. Uh-huh. You, you're not realizing that God will help you with things like this. Proverbs yeah. yeah. 12, 15. Some of you never heard of getting along with your signature. What's your credit? What's your collateral? My name. Yeah. Uh-huh. My name. Uh-huh. That's powerful. I don't care what nobody say. That's powerful. You got collateral? My name. So powerful that another person's credit can be jacked up. And they say, no, they did not use my name. Hook me with them. Oh, hook you with them? Game changer. They going to get the best credit score, the best rate out here. You see what I'm saying? But it's a lot of y'all. You sitting in the seat of a fool. Because every day, every Sunday you come to church, you're getting divine wisdom, but you're hating on it. Folk can tell you why you shouldn't have did something. You know you ain't where you need to be, but you're trying to argue and justify a stupid decision. Let me tell you something I learned years ago. When you used to operating in foolishness, listen to me carefully. When you used to operating in foolishness and a wise person talks to you, if you're not careful, what they say sounds foolish. Did y'all catch that? Because you're so used to operating in foolishness, when you get wisdom, it don't sound right to you. But there are some of you be arguing with people who are proven. They shouldn't have to say something to you, but one time, you shouldn't have did that. And all the wisdom they got, your next thing should be, just show me then. Can you help me to get on the path that I need? But you sitting there trying to argue as to why your decision is right. Listen, who you you talk to a person that's proven, that's got wisdom, and see what a wise person'll do, whether it's a preacher, a leader, or a parent, they'll stop talking. Man, give me some, give me some, give me some, man. It's it rough over there on that side. Give me some. A wise person'll stop talking. Woman, you go to a wise woman about marriage, about being a wife, and she keeps trying to tell you. But you got all the answers and your marriage jacked up, after why that woman ain't going to answer your call? Can we talk why? You don't listen. You got all the answers. Give me some. And see, as a parent, you'll get frustrated with your child when they do you like that. Well, you know what you're talking about. And they popping off at the mouth, hard-headed, bumping their gums, as we used to say. You'll get an attitude with them. Like, how dare you? Mama Experience. I know what I'm talking about. Well, guess what, Mama? God doing you the same way. He telling you, I know what I'm talking about. And you don't ever want God to stop talking to you. If you mess up Tell God It's not fault Keep talking to me That's how I go to him In prayer sometimes God I messed up But talk to me today Show me Help me get out of this Help me I don't want to be here Look at somebody Say whatever happens in your life You don't ever want God To stop talking to you. Am I right? Proverbs 12, 15. Watch this. Proverbs 12, 15. Y'all ready? Proverbs 12, 15. The way of a fool is right in his what? The way of a fool is right in his own what? See, listen to me. That's when a wise person will stop talking. Because that fool is going to be right in his own eyes and no matter what. But see, we can't play the fool. We can't look through our own eyes. I want to look through the eyes of God, which is the word of God. Because I know that I can be right in my own eyes. But see, I don't want that anymore. You know why? I didn't hear nobody say that. Y'all don't want to know why? When somebody asks you, you want to know why? Most of the time, you say, I want to know why. Do y'all want to know why? Because I messed myself up so many times. It ain't been Donald, me. Being wise in my own eyes. So once you mess yourself up enough times, hopefully you learn the lesson. And you learn how to get me out of the way. Lord, I don't want to do what I want to do. I want to do what you want me to do. I don't want to handle it the way that I want to handle it. I want to handle it the way you want me to handle it. Come on, I keep breaking it down. I don't want to say just what I want to say. I want you to give me. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit will give you what to say in that hour when you don't know. But when you play the fool, you talking. You talking. See, sometimes even when you, before before professionals, you got to let God give you answers to things folk ask you. Including doctors, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I heard a person ask me when I was applying for something. They said, Ms. Carter, how, how are you going to pay for this?" They were like, "We don't, we don't really see it on paper." And God told me to tell the person I got income that I don't want to disclose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I told the person, I said, "Well, there's more income." I said, "I just, I don't, I don't feel I need to disclose everything." Uh-huh. And guess what they did? Guess what they did? Y'all sounding good? Y'all about to make your pastor happy? Guess what they did? They went to the next step. And that answer was suffice. I just knew they were going say, verify. It. Prove it. person just went to the next step. I said, all right. So it's better when I let you answer through me, huh? Okay. When I let you give me what to say, I'm in this job interview and they ask me a question. I ain't gonna just say what I Google. I'm gonna say what you tell me to say. And then you give a person out they say, I've never heard that. We need someone like you. Proverbs 12, 15. Is that where we at? The eye, the way of a fool is right in his own what? But he who heeds counsel is what? He who heeds counsel is what? Why? He who heeds counsel is what? Why? But see, you won't heed counsel when you think you're right. Last scripture dealing with the food, Proverbs 14. Are y'all being helped? Yes. Are you being helped? Yes. I know I am. Again, when somebody talking to you and you know in time past you've been subject to being wise in your own eyes or playing the fool, just listen. And it may not sound the way you think early on in ministry, Bishop used to tell me stuff about ministry. And as a young pastor, man, just that, that, that sound, it just sounds so simple. He like, oh, that's going that's that, that's part of the pastor. He said, you just gotta da 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 da. And then he move on to the next subject. I'm like, hey, wait 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 but, but <laughs> i was like, what if what if this and this and this? He just like, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, and it, it, it just didn't. It, it, the wisdom was was beyond me. Well, see, what do you do when wisdom is beyond you? You trust God. You trust that it's God giving the person the wisdom. So it's bigger than pastor. If the only thing you see up here is just a man, you done missed it. Because you're going to sit out there and argue with me even while I'm preaching. Now, if you look up here and you say he is a man, but more than that, he is God's man. He listens to God and God gives him what to say. Now your life can be changed. But if you just look and you say, Well, that, that McCuz up there, uh-huh. it gotta be bigger than cuz. Uh-huh. Proverbs 14. Pass a man like I am. He put his pants on the same way I do. See, that ain't got nothing to do with divine wisdom. You just need to listen and stop using that old excuse. Because men are some of the worst at not listening. Especially to other men. Then you have young men tell I ain't never had no man in my life. Well, shut up. I'm somebody trying to... Get... When you ask for something, God will send it. If you tell God, Lord, I need somebody in my life. They can give me wisdom. I can feed off of... Watch it. Let's get some Bible in here. Iron sharpen it. See, baby, you got enough people in your life making you dull. You need some folk that are sharpening you, and tell your neighbor. Sometimes, in order to sharpen you, folk got to question you. Woo! They got to question your decision you make. I'm gonna question your thought process. Why you say that? Why you think like that? Yeah. Yeah. Parents, if there's one thing you do with young adult, question them. Uh-huh. Ask them. See their thought process. You can bring them out of foolishness if they'll listen. Why did you do that like that? Before you beat them. <laughs> Before you hit them. <laughs> Challenge them. But now after challenging, the whooping may still gotta come. That's what I had to in my church. I'll be done challenging. They're like, Dad, I got it. I got it. I won't ever do that again. I said, I know you won't, but I said, You still gonna get your end toe up. <laughs> but some parents just go off. And you're not listening to your child. You need to know their thought process. Because you know a person's thought process, then you can help them from A to B. But if you only know where they at, you only know how they think and why they think what they think. Sometimes you need to listen. Okay? But now sometimes you have them on, they just want to talk. They just want to justify wrong. You see what I'm saying? But there are those that can learn from you getting involved in why did they do that? And many of you know who met with me. One of the first things I start asking you is, okay, what did you do? I said, why, why you do that? And I've listened to people for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then I do, I do this right here because God told me to do it. You out the will of God. Uh-huh. <sighs> Get the breathing heart. Well, pastor okay, that may be the way you think, but, but I know I'm in the will of God. I said, no, you're not. I said, because the whole time you've been talking, I've been asking you questions. You ain't gave me no Bible, and you ain't told me God said nothing. What you set up here and said is I want to do. I think. And when you are when you are a person with discernment, you understand that this is you. This ain't got nothing to do with God. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Brother John. Proverbs 14, 16. We, we bring it in. I'm in the clothes. A wise man fears and departs from evil. I really need y'all to see this. But a fool rages and is self-confident. Woo. We need to read that again. A wise man fears and departs from what? Evil. Don't want to do wrong. But a fool rages and is this is what I want you to see? Self-confident. We back to playing the fool. A fool thinks too much of his own opinions, his own abilities. A fool is self-confident. Now watch this. Do we need confidence? Yeah. Do we need confidence? Yeah. Yes. But we don't need self. You don't need to be the source of your comfort. I want to be a confident person, but my source needs to be God. Pastor, what do you mean it needs to be God? I'm confident because God got my back. I'm confident because God got my front. He got me covered on the right and on the left. His angels are in count. So we need confidence. Don't just let it be you thinking too much of yourself. Let your confidence come from your faith in the God you serve. I'm going to show you that and be done. That way you don't ever play the fool. Tell you, neighbor, don't play the fool. And rely on yourself too much. Are y'all hearing me? Because I don't think a child of God needs to be walking around with low self-esteem and low self-worth. But at the same time, we don't need to be thinking too highly of ourselves. Oh, come on, come on. Care how much money you got. Don't trust in your money. Trust in the God who gave you your money. Do y'all see the difference? Because some of us, we, we, we got a little bit too much. You know, go to Daniel 3. We close. And you check out the world today. They praise people who are arrogant, who are prideful. They praise them. They put them on pedestals. That ain't no child of God. Don't care how much God blesses you. You gonna always explain to God to people that God did it. You gonna always point them back to God. Not your job. When folks see me and they talk about how good I look, Daniel three. See y'all, I ain't finna start over. Mmm, bad. How God doing that? I told you He gives you wisdom in everything. That you mean God can tell you what to do to look good? Yes. You don't believe me? Look on this stage. There's 50 up here looking 35. Well, 40. I ain't going to Lord in 40, so y'all might as well go on to Daniel 3. Hey, some, <laughs> I ain't going to the Lord in 40. But look at the world. Look at social media. The things they want people to do to look good. But see, when you let God show you, listen to me, young people, you'll have a style ain't nobody seen. One thing I hate if somebody is point out a person, oh, he's stylish. You think so? I'll show you three or four rappers who try to look just like. That ain't him. That ain't him. But it takes something for a 10-year-old to wear a pair of cowboy boots to school. I guarantee you might be the only 10-year-old in the entire school with cowboy boots with your blue jean tucked in. You'll battle stuff in your body and you'll ask God, Lord, how do I get strength? Some of you need hair growth. You ain't even prayed. You ain't even ask God what you can do. To cause your hair to flourish. You always in them books. Not realizing God give wisdom for, for everything. Come on. I, oh, I'm right. Daniel 3. We're finna call. We're gonna look at these the Hebrew boys who didn't play the fool and then we're gonna be done. And they was in a in a tough situation. Cause most of the time for a child of God, we we tend to play the fool when we're in a tough situation. When we're going through a trial. We'll play the fool. We'll depend on ourselves too much and we won't look to God. But God telling me to teach his folk, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't play the fool. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. But tell your neighbor, I ain't no fool. Tell your neighbor, I know there is a God. The one true God. The most high God. And I serve him. And he is a able God. Shout to somebody, he is able God. All right, look at Daniel 3, because we're closing right here. Look at Daniel 3 in verse number 17. Y'all know the story. They, they've they been threatened. They're going to throw them in the fire. They're going to burn them up. These three Hebrew boys are on death row. But notice Daniel three seventeen. The Bible said, they said, and if that is the case, our God. And all they want them to do is bow down to the music. You won't have to be thrown in the fire. But they said, we ain't playing the fool. We know we ain't the bow to nothing but the true God. Watch these boys not play the fool. But know that they God is an able God. Oh, I'm trying to bring it home, but somebody going through something, and God wants you to know he's an able God. Look at your neighbor and say, able means that your God has necessary power. Shout to somebody, my God is able. Shout to somebody. He has necessary power. Now notice what the Hebrew boy says again in verse 17. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fire referring. And he will deliver us from your hand. Let me ask you this. Was that a situation they could have gotten themselves out of? Was that a situation they could have got themselves out of? But they could have played the fool and tried to rescue themselves. But they said, no, we don't have the heart of a fool. We know our God is an able God. He has necessary power. Watch this. Even power over the fire. So that we'll go in the fire. But the fire won't burn because our God got necessary power. I'm at the cold and y'all ain't excited enough. I said, yo, God has necessary power to stop fire from burning you. To stop lions from eating you. Tell your neighbor, don't play the fool. Know that your God has necessary power. Shout to one more person, your God is able to take care of you. Can we bring it home in Ephesians 3 and 20? Now unto him Now unto him that is, that is what? He had necessary what? He had necessary what? To do what? uh, Above you are. I'm done. Give him a praise. I'm done. Come on. He got necessary power. You better jump to your feet and give him a praise because he can do more than what you've been praying about. He can do more than what you've been thinking. He has necessary power to deliver, to prosper, to heal, to make better, to make bigger. So my question to y'all is, why play the fool? Why sit in the seat, acting like there is no God? In what you're dealing with and what you're going through. Acknowledge your God. Acknowledge his sovereignty. And this morning acknowledge his necessary power. He alone showed up that day. To make sure. That he reversed. The natural law. Listen. Or order of things. So much so that the men that took up the Hebrew boys in the fight. They were burned. God didn't want anybody leaving that day thinking it was a trick. So it burned them up. But when they put the boys in, the Bible said the fire had no power over their bodies. Listen to me. And what Brother DeAndre said, I don't look like what I. And then the Bible said when they come out the fire. Necessary power says to a person, you're not even going to smell like smoke. See, because wherever you have fire, you have smoke. But God said, not only is the fire not going to harm you, but you're not going to smell like smoke. That's God guaranteeing somebody this morning that's going through something. tough. when I bring you out, you're not even going to look like you was in. Because I am able to do in your life what needs to be done. But when I sit in the seat of a fool and I play the fool, I act like he don't have necessary power. I act act like he's not able to deliver me, like he ain't able to help us. And so when I play that fool, I go to trying to deliver myself. I go to trying to make better happen myself. And I make things worse. But even if you'll step back and if you'll acknowledge, Lord, I played the fool in reference to dealing with this, but thank you for your mercy, because this morning I acknowledge you as being an able God. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.